was known for her generous silhouette and yet she was known even more for the bathing suit she wore once a pirate tried to steal it it was rumored he was gonna use it for a pirate from the tech dump in town and the only cassettes we have are my dad's vacation is the tapes. tech dump so now I've been driving through Highland Park is that what you call that one store that's near like town hall no it's literally all the way down by Donaldson Park it's the DPW where there's <laughs> oh like oh my a- god <laughs> the dump tech bins mm-hmm. oh my god they okay. call it the tech dump oh boy anyway what else have you done lately yeah. I don't feel like anything have you gone? I know you got Liz something Christmas oriented. Mm-hmm. What'd you get your mother? I didn't have to get my mother anything. Mm-hmm. We did a secret Santa oh, with nice. my side of the family and with Liz's side of the family. All I had to do was buy two gifts. Nice. Neither of them are going to listen to this, so I can tell you what I got both of them. I got my brother, Justin. I got lucky. That's like the easiest one. I bought him one of those puzzles. Puzzle? Those, um, I think I even sent you the link. It's like the world's something puzzle. It's a QR code. You're oh, yeah. End, you take a picture of it, and then you win, like, money. Mm-hmm. You could win a quarter or a million dollars. It's somewhere somewhere between there you could win. So I got him that, and then I got him. There's this comic series that he really liked from uh, a few years ago. It's not hard to find, but it's from, like, this weird time, and it's, like, kind of a niche book. I got him the first issue of this series, and I'm so excited to give him it. Like, it's really cool. And the book is actually just coming back from, like, a... Uh, 15 year hiatus in like March so I'm really excited to give him the first issue of this series and then for my mother-in-law I got her on Liz's side of the in-laws am I right really I'm just kidding so she had we used this thing called Elfster and she had like these you know you can kind of make a short little wish list of what she'd like to get three things that cost $30 (laughs) exactly it's like it's the $50 is the price limit so it's like an Amazon gift card for $50 A, a couple of baking things and then one of the things that I thought was really unique was um, a lemon tree starter. Oh. Like, it comes in, like, a pot, you know, and it's kind of, like, basically a bush, you know? Like, it's like a, a twig yeah. with some leaves on it. All right. So I'm like, that That's sounds nice. so cool. She just moved to Arizona. Oh, so okay, like, so she so can great. actually, like, plant it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'll get her that. So then I was like, I'm going to put it off because I want it to come in time for Christmas. So I figured last Wednesday would be the perfect day to order it. It should be there just enough in time mm-hmm. where if she didn't order something, she'll figure that it's probably her Christmas gift, you mm-hmm. know? So I went to order it, and it, they go, we do not deliver to Arizona. And I was like, oh, no. So I'm like, you know, damn it. So I shipped it to Amazon. I went on Amazon, and I found a comparable thing. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't going to arrive until the 31st. So I'm like, fuck. So I ordered that anyway, and then I ordered her a bag of fake lemons and had them gift wrapped with a letter that says, you have a lemon tree starter on the way, <laughs> but it won't be here until after the fact. So I'm like, oh, I thought that was really clever. Yeah. So she has something to open, because we do it all on Zoom mm-hmm. with everybody. So she has something to open up to the camera, and it'll say like, That's oh, nice. here's your tracking for the other thing. The fucking bush delivered yesterday. Oh. So I'm like, e-, so now I'm like, I wasted this time and effort trying to come up with something clever to... Wait, but... So Ma'am. she's also going yes. to get the lemons yeah, she's later. Get both. I love yeah. that. It's so stupid. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. So it becomes a kicker instead of an appetizer. Yeah. 
It's great. So I got her a lemon tree and I got my brother a comic and a puzzle. Nice. What'd you get, Lisa? I got her a necklace because she said she wanted a necklace with a diamond in it. Okay. And I was like, I don't know what the right diamond is. I don't know anything. Yeah. Like, do guys have to do this? They have to learn about diamonds when they buy one, Oh, right? don't ask me. Yeah, but like... No, I know. I guess. I, ugh, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, I, so I ended up just ordering like a little necklace from Tiffany. We'll see if she likes it. That's cool. I'm sure she will. A, um, from the boys, I bought her Hunky Dory on vinyl by David Bowie. Okay. And she wanted that. And then what else? I got her tape measures from Home Depot. Oh. Oh, and I bought her her clone. Her clone? Cologne. I thought you said clone. Sorry. I'm like, what's a clone? Well, I guess there's no better way to put it, Meg, than it's time to watch The Muppets. It is time to watch not only The Muppets, but... Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas is a one-hour special, which was first aired on CBC on December 4th, 1977, and on HBO the next year on December 17th, 1978, with later broadcasts on HBO and ABC in 1980. It was a one-hour special with commercials. Yeah, you could... There, the, the break was only there. It was only like a 48-minute or like a 40-something minute. Yeah, it was nothing. Yeah. It was, it was like tight, though. It was tight. It was really tight. There's some things I learned about Emmett Otter, which I'm so excited to talk about. What'd you learn? Like, that's a real river. They built a 50-foot river? I mean, you have to figure that they did. There's So between it, it kind of opens on a pan to, of a, like a, of a miniatures, right? Like, yeah. A, a, the city's made of miniatures. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, it's, it's nuts. I had no memory of this. So I watched this movie for the first time a couple years ago. It turns out it's like a favorite of my wife's from when she was a kid. I had never seen it before. So I'm like, yeah, of course I'll watch a crip, uh, like a Muppets Christmas special. That sounds great. And this is like a classic that I had never seen until then. And um, this must be the first time that they had Kermit riding a bicycle. Yeah. Right? No. I, was it the first time? I, as far as I could tell. I think they did it in a commercial. Yeah. One if of I his old. Uh... Yeah. But I think this is the first time on, scr- on like the big screen. Mm-hmm. Well, not the big screen, but. Not screen. a commercial, in like or a yeah. yeah, in like a long form project. <clears throat> exactly, I sort of love that Kermit opened it, and I really didn't remember that it started, <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, Kermit is in this. Okay, sure. You know, I mean, he's not in it, in it, but he was he like presented the whole thing. Yeah, it was pretty excellent. And then I also learned that they used real grass and they covered it with fake snow, uh-huh. but. I guess the room was getting so much light or something that grass started growing up from... Through the... Through the snow. So it was, like, actually perfect. So, okay, where did you learn all this from? From the the, book. From the book? Yeah. Where did they film this? In In, Canada. In Canada. In Toronto. All right. ADT or something? I don't know what it was called. I've been listening very heavily to the book, but I just got through the early Sesame Street days, Mm -hmm. and now I'm in this, like horrible like armpit of the book not armpit that's not nice just but, like, a lull it's a lull of just like what is it the about henson's going on vacations and stuff oh yeah and it's like <laughs> i don't care that you y'all enjoyed skiing and scuba diving and stuff like yeah okay i think 
they added that because this is Jim's family life, what's going on with Jim. Yeah. And he's starting to have noticeable tensions, I guess, with his wife. Or you mm-hmm. know that, like, those parts? Yeah. 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 Because they're all going on these and extravagant she's vacations inside. and she's not enjoying them. They're not yeah. her idea of fun. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I, it's, you know, at this point, at least, it's kind of painting her as little, maybe like a stick in the mud. Yeah, just... Whereas Jim wants to have fun with the kids and go and do all these crazy adventures. Yeah, but also Jim isn't home at mm-hmm. all. Like, she gave up her career to just, like, be home with them, which yeah. I'm sure is great. But also, when you aren't home with your kids all the time and mm-hmm. then you take them on a vacation, yeah, you're, you're playing the fun in, parent. You're the fun parent. Yeah, yeah that's you're... kind of fucked up to yeah. be, like, fair, like, a fair weather parent like yeah. we're gonna go somewhere crazy like cool and maybe that's great for the kids or whatever but i can imagine that to be extremely frustrating for the other parents oh for sure especially because now she's staying home to have to do the day-to-day parenting kind of alone and while her well, husband they have a is maid. i think they have a like a like do a, they yeah like I think, a little bit of mm-hmm. assistance so she, i think was doing art and hobbies maybe i mm-hmm. don't know but like you know he's still uh, yeah. like expanding yeah. on what they built without her mm-hmm. you know i mean whether she's whispering ideas here and there or something who's to say but you know i'm sure you know she was always supportive of him uh-huh. but it is interesting if this part eventually ends and it gets better yeah i can promise I'm but like, yeah that oh, part oh. is kind of boring yeah i'm just like i don't know i kind of stepped back I was like, damn, like, okay, move on. What and, else? like, he's spending money, I think, that they're showing, you know, because what yeah. before that he just, or the only thing that he spends on is, like, his cars and But it also doesn't sound like they're really vacations. making any money either. No. Like, they start, in the Sesame Street years, they started explaining that, like, he wrote an invoice for all the shorts he made, and it was, like, well under what he should have earned for it. I think he said it said that he got $40,000 for making, like, several hundred, you know, shorts or whatever. And I was like, damn, like, he wasn't getting what he was worth. Well, he was donating that time. But I mean, he kind of knew that. Yeah. It's like, it was educational. And but then they finally said that, like, he brought on someone to manage to these it, things. Yeah. Because he was not getting mm-hmm. what he was worth, you know? Definitely. They have some. They had some really, really great animations on Sesame Street. I'm so excited about this Emmett Otter. So let me just start here with just saying Jerry Jewell wrote the script for the special, adapting the story from a book by Russell Hoban. Original songs were written by Paul Williams and Jim Henson directed this. <laughs> the special was adapted into a live action stage musical by Jim by the Jim Henson Company, which premiered at Godspeed Opera House in December of 2008. I would love to see this performed live. This How freaking would be cool. so much fun to see live. Anything with Muppets would be kind of cool to see live mm. like that, too. So, like, after this. Kermit kind of presents the whole idea of this story, and you just watch Emmett and Ma, like, Alice, whatever, row in that little boat while singing, it's like, it was incredible. His hand, his arms do not stop rowing, and his mouth does not stop it's, singing. It's, mecha- it's it, on a remote control. Really? Yes. It was the first time they did a Muppet thing like that, an intricate Muppet, and he sang. Wow. He was remote control voice lip sync. Oh my god! Yes, that is insane to hear. Because yeah. I'm like, all that I could picture is that they're in like a glass box, yeah, or something underneath. It was like, so funny because in the book they say something like 
somewhere the uh, watcher knows that there's not a Muppeteer under there. And I was like, wait, no, I didn't. I don't I know. didn't. I, I assumed like, there was. I was like, is this a real river? It, what? Yeah. How are they under there? How did they do they this? They reflect in the water. And I'm like, they're... However they're doing this, you can't tell that there's someone under this boat because, because the water is crystal clear. I couldn't believe it. It, it was amazing. And, <laughs> so, like, this paired with, I, in the book that I was just listening to, um, I think Frank Oz is quoted as saying, like, people shouldn't really talk too much about the, like, the puppetry of it all or whatever because it's not that fascinating and you kind of break it down and you're not as wowed anymore. And I'm like, I feel the opposite. Yeah. Every time that we talk about this, I'm like, these people were... Literal magicians. I, know. I don't understand <laughs> how you could not find that people Doug, would appreciate this. I have to send you this interview I watched with Jim Henson. And I don't know some late night show, mm-hmm. and I—I I mean, they're filming the two of them next to each other, the Muppet in Jim Henson's arm, uh-huh. and you just don't look at Jim Henson. You don't care, right? It's just—it is unreal. <laughs> That's what so cool. Happens. Unreal. You have to send that to me. I will. Oh my god. So yeah, I had no idea. And then learning in the book that it was a real 50 foot river and that they made these sets and they're so intricate and they actually put in floors. So for the first time ever, they had floors that they could move. Okay. So that the puppeteer can be under a certain part of the floor. Yeah. You know? There were parts where like um, when they do their, their sliding... You can see that there's something interesting oh, that, yeah. that Alice was sitting on. Like, the, the mm-hmm. snow looks a little bit off. And, I mean, that's because I'm watching it on this huge fucking But it was so cute how it. they... Yeah. Whee! Yeah. Like, it was still amazing. And yeah. then that mixed with the, the their use of marionettes. Ma- I was just thinking that. The marionettes. Which we haven't really seen that much of. Where they really try to, like... They do these shots so far away to really, like... Get you into this world. And you of see this their little, little legs town. walking. Yes. I loved it. I love to see their little legs walking. So funny. It was just so beautiful. And then it's just like Emmett and Ma are singing right away, right? Yeah. Oh my god, it's so beautiful. Their voices are so great. The um oh, I wanna see if was, I can find the track listing here was, to talk about. It was this. so beautiful. And then it's like, you know, at the end of it, I'm like, oh my god. This is some gift of the Magi, it whatever. It really was, right? Like, in the long run, it was basically just the gift of the Magi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so... But it was also the best. Like, the ending was incredible. It was really, really it good. Was really... It was great. And because <laughs> otherwise, this is a little bit of a bummer. Like, it's about two down on their luck. Like, this small their family. Dad, the dad died. The, yeah. The snake oil storyline. The snake oil salesman. That, like... They loved telling those snake oil salesman jokes. That was very stupid. But like, okay, so in this one hour musical, in this one hour musical Christmas special, Kermit the Frog narrates the story of Alice Otter and her son Emmett, who live along a river in the village of Frogtown Hollow. Ma and Emmett struggle to make ends meet through odd jobs and projects for neighbors and villagers. But this Christmas, they dream of having enough money to buy each other a special gift. Known for their musical abilities, the Otters are encouraged by their friends to enter a local talent contest. The mother and son reminisce about Pa Otter, who serves as the inspiration for the two of them to enter the show. Pa Otter is a villain. (laughs) He is a villain. He, like, I don't know. 
literally a snake oil salesman. Yep. And um, I, I, it, there's like a scene where Ma is like, um, she says that she needs a new costume. If she's going to perform in the talent show, she needs a new costume. And she's like, nothing left to hawk in the house. And it's like, I, I don't know I what. Know. The thing that bummed me out a lot about it is like the thought of, She's going to get him this guitar, and then they're going to hawk it to buy groceries in, like, three I weeks. Know. Is all I'm thinking about. I'm like, oh, no, these otters need, like, real help. They don't need just a quick <laughs> fix. Like, we need, yeah, like... Yeah, but why... If you're broke like that, I'm sorry. You would... If you got $50, you were going to spend it on one guitar? I know. No. The guitar, and then what? Like, to, the $10 to buy back the, the tool case is her plan. And Emmett is just like... Emmett was just going to have 12 bucks. What was he going to do with that? He's like, 12.50 split four, you know, mm-hmm. $50 four ways is 12.50. <laughs> like, okay, Emmett. And then he would get a new washboard for his mama. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I think that uh the dad otter definitely a villain. Uh, he ha- yeah, he's a villain. Unfortunately, he is no longer with us. God rest his soul, Mr. Otter. Yeah. But uh he's a villain. He left them with nothing. It's kind of a bummer that they literally have to sell everything just to make ends meet. So without each other's knowledge, Ma and Emmett prepare for the contest in the hope of winning a $50 grand prize to buy Christmas gifts for each other. Emmett performs as a member of the Frogtown Hollow Jubilee Jug Band, and Ma Otter sings a solo number, but both face tough competition from a hard rock group formed by a gang of woodland creatures who call themselves the River Bottom Nightmare Band. They, they came in and they crashed so into Kermit. Cool. They're so cool. So cool. They I love how they entered right away. With a huge bang. And yeah. then they're like what is the the main one's the, name? The fish in the, there the, too. The, the oh my is god. Hilarious. The main one is Frank Oz, by the way. Oh, for sure, right? Like Yeah. Okay, so let me I wanna see what his name is because he is one of the best characters. They don't have the good notes. I love this stuff. How about this one? Chuck. How did I forget his name is Chuck? Chuck. So Chuck, the keyboardist, played by Frank Oz, as you said. Stanley Weasel on the guitar, played by Jerry Nelson. I love that, Weasel. Fred Lizard on drums, performed by Richard Hunt. Howard Snake on the bass by Jim Henson. And then the catfish uh, is Dave Goals. <laughs> this team. They're so fucking cool. I love them! And so Chuck like rolls up and they're like, what do you think, Chuck? After they knock Kermit off his bike, basically. He's I like, know. I like the scarf. And they use a fishing line to like steal it from him, only to throw it yeah. as they drive away. Poor Kermit. Man, they are jerks. That was so funny. Stanley Weasel, I thought, was really cool looking. He reminded me of the weasels from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I love that. Yeah. I would also pretty much um, love to wear anything that all of them were wearing. Exactly. They looked yeah. so fucking cool. They were so cool. So and cool. the song that they sing is so awesome. I wanted to see if I clicked Chuck's information, if it says who Chuck was based on. Because sometimes they, it doesn't say who he's based on. Because I thought he looked a lot like, um, who is that one country singer? Is it Hank Williams Jr.? I thought he looked like Hank Williams Jr. I, <laughs> I have and no I idea like, who that is. So at the, okay, 
basically, Ma is going to hawk the the toolbox to buy fabric to make a dress so she has a costume. Yes. And Emmett is going to put a hole in the wash tub to make a, a wash tub base. Do you really think she needed that costume? No. I didn't think she, she didn't need it at all. She didn't need that And I that think costume. the wash tub probably could have been repaired. I think they could have figured Well, if it they out. had that tape that exists nowadays. Oh, that like slam. Things. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should definitely get Emmett that tape. But Ma needing a costume so bad that she sold the tools that they used to honestly repair shit in their house also, right? Yeah. I thought that was really kind of messed up. I was like, why, if your voice is going to, you know, say it all for you, mm-hmm. then why do you need it? Yeah, there should be no reason to be. She also doesn't strike you as the kind of character that needs to be flashy, you know? No. Like that her maybe being a little bit more humble and express, like, um, okay, you ready? Remember when Susan Boyle was yes. American Idol or whatever? She is Susan Boyle. And when Susan Boyle came out, everyone's like, <laughs> who are you? Who is this? Who's this lunch lady? Whatever. Who's this and lunch then she comes lady? out and she's like, <laughs> you know, and everyone, like literally she got a standing ovation and they're like, oh my God, we thought you were ugly and dumb, but you have a beautiful voice. And it's like, people really said shit like that. I know. Basically to her. And you're like, what is this world? Why would you say these things to a human being? Like, you're talented, so you obviously have value as a person. Yeah. Thanks. But I really would have thought that she would have... Good-looking people are more valuable, I guess. But what could her conflict have been otherwise? (laughs) Good-looking people are more valuable. (laughs) They get paid more? There's statistics on this. (laughs) They do. It's crazy. But I don't know what her conflict could have been otherwise. She did need some conflict, obviously. Yeah. So I guess that made sense for her. Emmett's little band of, like, little creepies... The, what did they call themselves again? The Frogtown Hollow Jubilee Jug Band. I stopped myself for a second and I went, oh my god, he's a porcupine. Oh my god, yeah. I didn't realize yeah. Like, he has oh, yeah. like the barbs hanging out of his coat. So cute. I loved I all loved of them. I loved all of the Muppets here. They were adorable. And in the book it even talks about how like they modeled them after real animals, obviously. And it was the first time that they really, it was like fun for them, I think, to work on you know, Muppets that look different from the standard crew. We got Wendell the porcupine. Mm-hmm. We got Harvey the beaver. I liked him and his his teeth were yeah. very funny. And when he played the kazoo and he had this like teeth wrapped around the kazoo, I loved that too. They were really good. And uh, Charlie was the muskrat. This, another group of very cool dressed um, critters would also... Cool dressed critters. But when they performed their songs, I don't remember what the first song was that they sang by themselves. Um, that then another group was playing at the concert. Another uh, guy was playing, rather. <clears throat> it's uh, the Barbecue Jug Band. I loved all of the music in this. Like, oh yeah, this was so cool. And they even on the soundtrack have the other guy doing it, too. Oh, really? That, like, I felt so bad. This is so funny. This is very much like Christopher Guest to uh, me. When they Mighty showed that other guy, I don't know what his name was or what, I don't even remember what kind of animal he was at this point. When they showed him play the song, I was like, oh no, he's doing it, but he's bad. He's a woodchuck. And I thought that was so funny. I like stepped back and I'm like, I just like. Yancey Woodchuck is his name. I'm right? like, oh, he's very bad at this. 
That's like the Bob Dylan version of the song. If you ain't got yeah. no doubt. If you ain't got Yeah, he no. was not as good. Yeah. Not as good Not as good. Jubilee Jugman was really, really good. Um, at the actual talent show, I thought it was really funny, though. They see that he plays the same song, and they're like, shit, we can't play that song. So we have to go practice something else. And it would have made more sense. The beats are very much created with commercial breaks in mind. Because they go outside to rehearse, and as we're watching it on streaming or whatever, like through in an hour, the guy comes out like almost immediately. Yeah. He's like, hey, you guys, you gotta get back inside because you don't want to miss your cue. Yeah. And I think that would have played better with better timing, you know? I got all nervous. I was like, oh no, they're gonna miss it. Oh no. <laughs> they were like, I'm gonna go outside. Hey, you boys better get back in here. So then Ma plays her song, and I swore to God that one of them won. I had no memory. I had, like, okay, in my head, the pacing of this was that, like, it came down to them, to, like, the river band, right? Mm-hmm. The, what were they called? The bad guys. Yeah. In my head, it came down to the River Bottom Nightmare Band, Emmett's group, yeah. and Ma. And then they all had to, like, basically do, like, a face-off. So then Emmett and his mom, they, like, joined forces so that it was only two things. Yeah. But I did not remember that, like, they all lost to the River Bottom Nightmare Band. No, they lost. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense to me that the River Bottom Nightmare Band won anyway. Because I feel like the folks of Frog's... What is it? <laughs> Frog Hollow? Yeah, they would like Emmett's band better. Yeah, they're, like, kind of seemingly quieter folks. And the only thing that I could figure out, the Frogtown Hollow... I could, the only thing that I could figure was that Emmett and his mother's groups lost because they also, that one woman, the fox, was one of the judges. And she obviously does not like Emmett oh, yeah. or his mother. Yeah, she's a jerk to them, though. She's a total jerk. But I couldn't yeah, understand. That fox sabotaged them. She totally did. I believe that. I believe that neither of them won because she did not like them. So yeah. she voted for the river band. And the, what is it? I cannot... Keep it straight. The River Bottom Nightmare Band. Mm-hmm. I think that that's why they lost. And then people walked around the conference with, not my winner. Uh-huh. <laughs> not my winner. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, both teams lose, inevitably, and walk home very, I guess, quietly and sadly. But they weren't. They were like, wasn't Ma giving them like a pep talk? Yeah, kind of like a we'll get him next time kind yeah. of thing. Which is very optimistic considering like... She had no now, washboard. Now you have no wash... Yeah, you have no wash tub because he put a hole in the wash tub. Yeah. They sing a whole song about how you can't put a hole in the wash tub. I was tub like be foreshadowing. No yeah. <laughs> it's a real Chekhov's wash tub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so between that and then Ma's like, oh, and by the way, like, you don't have any tools because I definitely hocked them. Yeah, no Sorry. more tools. Now we're just like, shit out of luck. Sorry. I was like, damn. And then they stop in front of the uh, the big town restaurant and start to sing both of their songs together. Which, you know, as people do. Oh, yeah. As people do. And my <laughs> favorite character then reveals himself for the third time. In that scene. The, <laughs> the little bullfrog <laughs> is the, the coolest bu- character. That's the Warner Brothers frog, yes, by the way. Michigan J. Frog yeah. makes his cameo appearance. It pretty much, as a Muppet. Dubba, dubba, dubba. I loved that frog, too. That Yo, I need to like, find... Like, he kind of looked like 
think he should have been a professor in Harry Potter? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like or he, something. He drank Polly Potion or yeah. whatever, and he's accidentally he's a frog like now. Top hat. Oh, man. I love that dude so much. He was so cool looking. Oh, my gosh. So good. So they both sing their songs together, and then... Um, I love how he came out, though, and he was like, you guys got a job. Yeah. It's Christmas Eve, and I want to hire you guys starting right now. And, and they, food's included. They go inside. Oh, you got mashed potatoes in there? They they get inside, and then they play the same song that they oh, yeah, just they played outside. Played. It's a reprise. For everyone. And Kermit's sitting in the restaurant now, and he's like, and that's the story. I'm going to do Christmas. Whatever. <laughs> ah! I thought it was a sweet story, and I wanted to cuddle the otters, and I couldn't believe how cute they looked like stuffies. They really were very cute. They and were the so song cute. really does work so much better when the two of them sing it together, when the two teams, yeah, you know, two Ma teams. and everybody else. Mm-hmm. It works so much better. Yep. All of the music in this was so great, and it's so funny because this is so such a delightful. culmination of all of the the Muppet watching we've been doing where every time there's a jug band, we're like, the jug band! Yeah. You know, like, and now you can see it really put and to like work. And, like, with Paul Williams writing it, it's so funny because in the book they talk about, like, how well they hit it off in mm-hmm. season one, and I was like, that's the best episode of season one. Wow! Like, that was, that like, where episode, their relationship really yeah, began. Like, oh my god, it, that song that he wrote and sang mm-hmm. about what, he's his own something, or... When all the all, Where all pop- the different versions yes. of him come out, yeah, that was I can't remember it. That but is that one of the best great. episodes. Mm-hmm. And the Rita Moreno episode actually won an award. Really? Yep, in the UK, like wow. it became like, like the Muppets at one, the Muppet Show at one time was like number two show in the UK. I know that I'm getting to the point where they talk about the Muppet Show mm-hmm. in the book. Like they're already planting the seeds of like things that Jim did, like when they went ahead and they did like a special with Goldie Hawn and some of the stuff they did in Vegas. And it's so interesting to me how he keeps driving home that he's not a children's performer. And it's like he keeps having to tell people that and everybody in his work and everything is like, you are a children's performer, Mm -hmm. Jim. Like, you just need to accept it. It's fine. It's not less than. I wonder when he's going to accept it. I wonder too, because he he really (laughs) is treating it as as other. Well, right now in the book, I feel like they haven't said that he accepts it, but I feel like he's starting to accept it. Like, he made the Emmett Otters Jug Band Christmas special. Yeah. And we have to, I think next year for Christmas, we'll still be doing this show. Well, yeah, because we have Spoiler plenty alert. of episodes. Whether you like it or do. not, yeah. everyone. We should do that other Christmas special that they talked about. What was that? Very heavily. Something about Santa. Saving mm-hmm. Santa. Oh, yeah. Santa, oh, yeah, yeah, Santa, yeah. Something like that. I also really enjoy in the book how they're, like, kind of getting the band together, like, the gang, you know, and, like, with, um, how they meet Richard Hunt. Yeah. And they're just, like, he wasn't great at doing puppets, but he had an amazing energy, and (laughs) we taught him how to do it. Like, we just, we figured it out, you know? So, all around, like, what do you think, is this, like, an instant classic now for you for every year, you think? I mean, I have to be honest, I never watch Christmas movies no, like because you do you like to do like horror around Halloween. Yeah, I haven't been doing that. I do like that, mm-hmm. um, but I guess ever since I've been living with Lisa, I don't really do it. Mm-hmm. So this year we watched Emmett Otter. Yeah, and then I told the family I wanted to watch The Grinch because I saw that picture of The Grinch, that it's cutie. The best. It's so the best. I was like, I had to watch it after you sent it to me too. But like, I like the Santa Claus a lot. We've mm-hmm. talked about that. 
That one's a lot of fun. I haven't watched that yet this year. So you'll watch like a bunch. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, tonight I really want to watch Rudolph because I remembered all the other weird shit in that. Like the, the misfit dentist. toys and wanting to be a dentist and Yukon yeah. Cornelius and everything. Because I'm like, I think I I pigeonhole Rudolph as being about Rudolph and I'm not interested in Santa Claus and and the, the yeah, reindeer Rudolph and stuff. Yeah, Rudolph is barely about Rudolph, It's right? barely about Rudolph. Yeah. It's about the misfit toys. It's about Yukon Cornelius and Hermie the elf who wants to be a dentist Hermie. and all this other weird yeah. shit, you know? Those that like style of animation is really cool. The Rankin and Bass stop motion stuff. Yeah, yeah, I I like it. Yeah, it's weird. And it like I don't know. It has such a style that like you see it ripped off and stuff now too. Yeah. Like just down to like the shapes and everything that they use for characters. It's so awesome. Like it feels cold in those movies. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It like does. I feel it like does. oh, it's cold there. Which is such know? a weird thing to think. <laughs> like the way they mix like. In some instances, like, animation to make, like, the blustery winds Mm -hmm. and stuff. It's such a cool movie. It's really cool. All of them are really good. Some of them are, like, I don't know. I do not like um, Santa Claus is Coming to Town at all. I don't think I saw that I love Year Without a Santa Claus. That one's bananas. Yeah, that one is bananas. Very cool. Yeah. So who made those movies? They're called Rankin and Bass was the team. Rankin and Bass. Yeah. They were a good team. for CBS. Yeah, there's a Halloween one. That I've watched once. It's very long. And you're like, that's to it its detriment. It's called Mad Monster Party. Mm-hmm. So it sounds cool, right? And it's like yeah, but things like Dracula. this have to be short-ish. It, they should be 22 they minutes. They should be, yeah. yeah. It's way, it's yeah. too much. At like, I think the movie's, it's like a feature length. No. Too long. Too no, long, thank you. yeah. So I want to wrap up our, our holiday special. I have a gift for you, Megan. That is Muppets related. That you can either... Keep for yourself to enjoy or re-gift it to your niece later on. Yeah, you should open it now. Thank you, Doug. So we've been talking so much about Jim Henson's book. And I have a couple different Jim Henson books in my shop. So I got you this one because it's just so, like, cute looking. Oh, my God. This is so adorable. Yeah. So it's basically like a children's Jim Henson Henson biography. Oh, my God. I have to be. Oh, my God. Uh Uh-huh. They're so cool. Doug, thank you. It's by Brad Meltzer. I love this. And just like the style of it is so neat looking, right? I, I love this. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. This is such a great gift. I feel all rude now. I didn't bring anything for you. This is terrific. I love this. Thank you. So hopefully if you forget anything while listening to this like ridiculous biography that we're listening to, you can you know refresh yourself with, oh my God, that shot's amazing. Megan's holding up basically all of the Henson performers holding up all of their Muppets. And it's like this incredibly cool drawing that rules so much. Oh, my God. I really Everybody looks so this. cool. I love the art Frank? style of that. Oh, my God. That's so neat. I love it. Thank you. So um, I also wanted to mention, I'm going to put it at the end of this week's episode. The um, There was a Muppet album that came out a few years ago, the Muppets Green Album. It came out August 23rd, 2011, but it features a cover of the song from Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas by My Morning Jacket, a cover of Our World, and it's so good. I'm going to tack it onto the end of this episode. I love that. So before we listen to that, um, this has been another episode of It's Time to Watch the Muppets. 
You can follow us on social media at ITTWTM. I don't know. You got anything else? But I feel like I'm, I'm ramping down, but... No! Did we forget anything? Happy holidays! <laughs> happy holidays! Happy, happy. I guess we'll have one more before the new year? Yeah, we will. Next week's episode is Elton John. Oh, yes! Start the new year with a fucking bang, la, man. La, 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 uh, la, la. Do you remember when Rock was young? Megan? I do remember when. Were you and Susie having so much fun? Throwing throwing hands and skimming stones, I think. <laughs> the next line. I don't remember. Um, so either way, next week we're going to watch Elton John. John episode. So join us next week on It's Time to Watch the Muppets. And until next time. Thanks for the gumball, Kermit. We're closer now than ever before. How much alike we are. Perhaps we're almost brothers There's love in our world And we're showing it more We hear them think the same You know there may be others Our world's as welcome strangers Everybody's a friend We can always use a friend Favorite stories to tell In our There's room.